Welcome back to Switchcraft, everybody. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the continued rumors of Game Pass coming to the Nintendo Switch and why somebody seems to have put a kibosh on that. We're also going to talk about Ace Attorney games coming over, well, certain Ace Attorney games coming over to uh, the West for the first time that have previously only been in Japan. We will also talk about uh, Labo and whether or not it's going to continue to stick around. And finally, we will mention very briefly Lego and uh, what's going on with that. Let's get started, but before we do, click on all of the YouTube buttons because it really does help. If you're listening to this podcast in your favorite podcast player, do me a favor, head on over to nerdnest.tv and click on subscribe. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast. It's free, it's easy, it helps out. Let's jump in with this picture right here. Uh, And for the audio listeners, I'll explain. There was another Xbox event, and in the background, yet again... Uh, we saw a Nintendo Switch on on the shelf behind everybody. And uh, this is fairly interesting. You know, Microsoft, why are they showcasing Nintendo's console? And it's not the first time that they've done it. They had done it in the past. You could see Phil, Spel- Phil Spencer, who's the executive vice president of gaming at Microsoft. He has one uh, behind him as well. So why are people doing Microsoft um, doing Microsoft presentations with a Nintendo Switch in the background? Well, there's there's obviously a couple of reasons. One, maybe they really like the Nintendo Switch. Like, generally, it, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who work at very high levels in the gaming industry that don't play video games. They're just really good at business, and so companies hire them. I don't think that's always the case you know a lot of times the reason that people end up in that industry is because they are excited about that industry if you don't care about making um i don't know gizmos then you probably don't want to go work at a gizmo company no matter how much money they're paying you you want to do something that you enjoy and if you're really good at something then you can probably make money doing that something at a place that makes a thing that you are also interested in. So the idea that uh, that these Microsoft employees are making a Microsoft presentation with a Nintendo Switch in the background is because they just happen to like the Nintendo Switch. Okay, that's definitely a possibility. At the same time, you know, there's a lot of... M- there's a lot of planning that goes into these kind of things. I mean, I'm just a nerd in my attic, and I spend a ton of time trying to figure out the best way to set up things behind me in order to make the background more interesting. Well, when somebody like like these people at Microsoft are doing that, they also have somebody like that that says, oh, you can't have that on the shelf because of this reason. You can't have this on the shelf because it sends this message or whatever. So for them to get it past everything and still have the Nintendo Switch in the background, it's very interesting to me. So my guess is maybe it does mean something. Now, a lot of people, and I've you know, i talked about this on the show before, a lot of people have said, okay, well, it means that Game Pass via xCloud is coming to the Nintendo Switch. And I can totally understand why people want that. And as I've said before, I can understand why 
Microsoft would want to do that. And I can understand why Nintendo would want to do that. However, I don't think that Nintendo would go along. And, you know, there's uh, an investment advisor named David Gibson. Uh, he was replying to Matt Piscatella on um, on Twitter. Uh, basically, Matt Piscatella was saying those same arguments that I was saying about how Microsoft would, you know, see a lot more people subscribing to uh, xCloud if it ran on the Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo would sell a whole bunch more Nintendo Switches if, uh, you know, xCloud was on the Switch. So it would be, you know, financially a benefit for both companies. But I, like I've always said, I don't think Nintendo would do it. Well, David Gibson, uh, basically, he said, essentially, yeah, I talked to Nintendo and they told me directly that they would not put other streaming services on the Switch. Now, I don't know David Gibson. I don't know how, um, I mean, he is a game on his, um, on his profile on Twitter. It says games, internet, social media, tech, and IT are my interests. Co-founder of Asterisk Advisory Japan KK. I don't know if he's a trustworthy source. I mean, we all had somebody whose uncle worked at Nintendo when we were growing up. So maybe he's just blowing smoke. But I don't know. Maybe he's not. Who knows? The 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 fact of the matter is is that even whether whether David Gibson actually spoke to somebody at Nintendo or not is completely beside the point. I think most people understand that Nintendo is a very closed off company. They very much like to be completely in control of everything they do. Current problems in the eShop aside. So would they do this? I really don't think so. All right, so that goes back and begs the question, why do we have Nintendo Switches in the background of Xbox presentations? Probably because A, Nintendo Switches are really popular, and it gets a lot of people talking about the X, Xbox event that otherwise wouldn't be. Like, I, I mean, I'm being a little cynical here, but isn't it possible that they just said, hey, you know what, if we put a Switch in the background here, people are going to screenshot that and freeze frame it, and they're going to post that on the internet, and then it's going to get a lot of people talking about our event that may otherwise not be talking about our event. And sure, that is pretty cynical of me to think that way. But I mean, is it really outside the realm of possibility? Obviously, the last the last part, or maybe not the last, but one more option would be that Microsoft is publishing a game that is coming to the Nintendo Switch sometime in the near future. And then finally, you know what? No, not finally. I think that that's all the ones that I can think of. If you can think of a reason why we would have a Nintendo Switch in the background of these Xbox videos, leave a comment in the uh, comment section down below over at nerdnest.tv. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about a game series that I have never played, but I've heard nothing but fantastic things about, and that is Ace Attorney. I've never played an Ace Attorney game. I don't know that this is going to pull me into the Ace Attorney games. I'm 
fairly certain that the whole reason why I've not yet played an Ace Attorney game is because when I look at it, it just doesn't seem interesting to me. And I know that there's a lot of people who adore this series and they can't understand why I look at Ace Attorney and I say, well, that looks boring. It just looks boring to me. But I know that there's a lot of people that love it. So even though this is not exciting to me, I wanted to share it with you because I know that people who like Nintendo tend to get pretty excited about Ace Attorney stuff. So the great Ace Attorney Chronicles is coming to the Nintendo Switch on July 27th. Now, I don't know if we already knew the release date or not, but the thing is, is that they're also bringing over uh, versions of the game uh, or Ace Attorney games that have only ever been in Japan. They've now been translated and they're coming over uh, to the West, uh, both to Switch, PS4, and Steam. All right. So it says here, these are two previously Japan-only games. Um, and I guess it's set like in Victoria, Victorian times and you're going to have like a character who looks like Sherlock Holmes, but very much is not Sherlock Holmes so much that their name is Herlock Sholmes. And if you think I'm joking about that, I'm not. Uh, but, you know, there's a character who's Sherlock Holmes. And so it almost looks like it's got like this Victorian um, uh, English kind of thing going on, but mixed with Victorian uh, era Japan stuff going on. Uh, I always have to say that even though I don't play Ace Attorney games. I love their art style, and I I wish that they were the kind of game that I would enjoy. Uh, it's the same thing with like point and click adventures. I look at a point and click adventure, and my brain says, "Oh, imagine the possibilities of the fun that you could have with this kind of game." And then every time that I convince myself that all right, I'm going to buy this point and click adventure and I'm going to play it. I'm always disappointed and I never enjoy it nearly as much as I thought I was going to. And that's the kind of feeling that I get from Ace Attorney is that, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I would just be disappointed by playing it. And again, let me know down below if I'm completely wrong about that. But if you are a fan of Ace Attorney, then this is actually two games. It's called Ace Attorney... Uh, the Great Ace Attorney Adventures, and The Great Ace Attorney uh, 2 Resolve. Uh, and again, they were only in Japan previous to this, which I think a lot of people are going to be excited about. Now, if we could only get uh, Mother uh, 3 over here, uh, then people would really stop bothering Reggie fils may The reason I bring that up is because Reggie, and I, I didn't think to put this in the show notes, but I think it was like a week ago, uh, Reggie, who, if you are unaware of who Reggie fils is, he was the president of Nintendo of America before um, Doug Bowser became the president of Nintendo of America. And I actually got to meet Reggie once, and he, he was really cool. But uh, Reggie fils tweeted, I don't know, like a week ago, something along the lines of, boy, I'm, I love playing this uh, translated copy of Mother 3, uh, or something along those lines. And, of course, everybody's like, wow, does that, does that mean something? And I don't think it means something. I think Reggie just likes messing with people. That's the reason he always, would always wear, like, a pin on his suit, like a, a lapel pin on his suit. And everybody would look at that lapel pin and they'd say, he's wearing a Metroid pin. That means we're getting a Metroid game. Uh, he's wearing a, 
I don't know, a, a Captain Falcon pin. That means we're getting a new F-Zero game, like that kind of thing. I think Reggie just likes to poke people a little bit, and maybe I'm wrong, but that seems uh, uh, kind of funny. Uh, all right, moving on. N uh, Nintendo, like, man, they, they, were, they had this huge item. They had somehow figured out to a way to convince us to pay them for a box full of cardboard. Like Nintendo figured out a way for us to, to give them money in exchange for a box full of cardboard. And it was really cool. This was Nintendo Labo. Now, on Nintendo's website, they recently removed references to Labo from the site. And a lot of people said, okay, hold on. Does this mean that we're not going to be able to get Labo anymore. I bet you that Labo sales like went through the roof when people uh, first heard about this. But Nintendo has said that no, don't worry, we're still going to have it, um, you know, in stores and stuff. You're going to be able to buy it, but we're just we're just updating our website. And you know, it's ridiculous for somebody like think about all of the things that that Nintendo makes. Do you really need all of them? Featured on the website all of the time, it doesn't really make much sense. So, I I get why they removed it. It's it's kind of a smaller part of of their overall um, structure. But to remove it to remove it now is a huge surprise to me. And the reason why it's a huge surprise to me is because we're on the we're we're, we're coming up on the release date for. Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap. And there's a lot of people who are very, very excited for that. And there is a Labo device, or device, it's cardboard for crying out loud, Bill. Uh, there is a Labo kit that you can buy that turns the Nintendo Switch into a virtual reality camera. And it's really cool. Why they aren't like leaning into that or even selling an updated version that has like Pokemon all over the, the outside of the, the, the uh, cardboard, I don't understand that. Um, if they were going to, you'd think that they would have already announced it since the game is like right on our doorsteps. So seems kind of weird to me that they're not leaning into that, but maybe, you know what, when, whenever I've played a Pokemon game, the thing that I listen, if you've listened to my content for any length of time, you know that I'm really forgiving when it comes to frame rate. Pokemon games tend to have a pretty terrible optimization, no matter what platform they're on. If there was on the 3DS or if it's on the Nintendo Switch, it tends to be pretty, pretty janky. They don't put in the effort that uh, a lot of other companies do in order to make the frame rate look really good or the the optimization to make the game run really well um and, and maybe maybe you know they don't have to it's this it's tends to be a turn-based game so that doesn't really matter all that much um it, it it tends to sell anyway so why bother putting in all the extra work but i can see that you know you look at uh pokemon snap the the videos that they've shown us the game looks pretty. Would the game run well enough when you have to render everything twice? Because that's the way that, that Labo works with the, the VR camera headset is it splits the screen in two 
and it displays the same image on both sides, just slightly apart from each other, and that gives you that 3D effect. That's how um, that's how uh, virtual reality stuff works. And um, would it work? Would it run uh, well enough on the Nintendo Switch? I don't know. Like that that requires more horsepower. And let's be honest. Do we really want it? I mean, yes, it'd be cool, but the screen is 720 pixels uh, for the resolution. And look, I've used it. It looks bad. Like, you you have these little plastic magnifying glasses that go into the, uh, the cardboard setup. And what it basically does is it takes everything that's underneath those, those lenses and makes it bigger. So those giant pixels that you're seeing on uh on the nintendo switch screen which is only 700 720p it makes those big pixels look even bigger and really really ugly and i I don't know that people are going to want to do that and maybe here's another reason why maybe they're not doing it maybe when like nintendo has specifically said don't use this for very long in fact, they made it so that it doesn't have a strap. You have to hold it up the whole time. Don't use this for very long because they don't want to get in trouble with anybody for anybody having a problem with their eyes or something like that, even though there's no there's no actual research that says, you know, uh, you got to be careful. A lot of the VR companies are being extremely careful just so that they don't get sued later. And, uh, you know, Nintendo didn't even give you a strap. So you can't keep it on your head the whole time unless you do like a third-party solution. You just have to hold it up. But maybe doing a level of Pokemon of new Pokemon Snap is longer than the recommended time that Nintendo has in their guidelines for using VR with the Switch, which would be another reason why they wouldn't do that. Um, not something I ever thought about before until right now when we're talking about it. Anyway, uh, Labo isn't going anywhere. Nintendo has has basically said, hey, it's going to be here. You can go and get it at retailers, so don't worry. Speaking of things that you can get at retailers that I'm not going to be buying, um, that would be Lego Luigi. Nintendo uh, of America tweeted this out. They said it's Lego time. Introducing Lego Super Mario Adventures with Luigi. Starter course. Meet up with Pink Yoshi and go face-to-face with Boom Boom. Again... This is cool. It's not something I'm interested in. I would like less plastic stuff in my house. But for for people who love who want to have this stuff, this is so friggin' cool. If you've not looked at what Lego Super Mario is, it's a little figure. The eyes of the figure are little uh, L- LCD screens, and the chest of the figure is a little L- LCD screen, and so is like the mouth. Actually, my guess is it's probably all just one screen and then they just have plastic covering it up. Uh, But he's got like this little tiny screen on it and it makes him like animated. So as you are, you know, moving the character around like you do when you play with an action figure, his face changes and does cool things. Uh, It's really neat. I'm I'm a big fan of, of what they've done. He's got a little speaker, so he talks. He has a little camera in his feet so he can tell what he's standing on. And basically, they've done all of that stuff, and they said, all right, let's skin it with Luigi. Now, the original Lego Super Mario came out a while ago. It's surprising to me how long it took them to bring the Lego Super Luigi 
out with the pink Yoshi. Uh, but, you know, I fully anticipate that we're going to continue to see them do this. We, we, we probably ought to see like a Peach. We ought to see a Toad. Uh, probably like a Bowser character. Um, maybe Bowser Jr. Um, bring in maybe not Wario and Waluigi because those guys are creepy. And this is, you know, this is a, a toy aimed at young kids. And, you know, even though they're Nintendo characters, you look at those guys, you know, there's something there's something off about them. Uh, but anyway, I think it's cool, and if uh, it's something you're interested in, uh, then uh, you can probably find it at your local retailer starting very, very soon. You can pre-order it starting today, uh, and I'm bringing it up now. It costs $60 for the set, which, honestly, when, when you talk about, um, <laughs> when you are talking about Lego sets, $60 for this, not too bad. I think that that's actually pretty reasonable. Lego sets are ridiculously expensive. So that is quite surprising to me that this particular starter course is only 60 bucks. I don't remember how much Lego Super Mario is. I'm going to click on that right now and find out. Um, the Lego Super Mario set. Yeah, look at this. The, the, the Lego Nintendo Entertainment System set, which if you didn't know, you could build like a little Lego TV, a little Lego Nintendo, and then there's like a crank on the side, and you can play Mario on this Lego TV, which is bananas. That thing is $230. The Lego Super Mario starter set is... Man, I can't even find it on here. Where is the thing thing? There's, there's all these extra sets... Uh, oh, the starter course, 60 bucks as well. So, uh, but man, they have a lot of extra courses that you can pick up. Uh, but now you got Luigi in there. What do you guys think? Are you going to pick up Luigi? Let me know in the comment section down below. Uh, I think it's cool, but I don't want it in my house. That's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you enjoyed the show and you're watching over on YouTube, make sure you click on the buttons before you get out of here. And before we get out of here, I also want to take a moment to thank our producers who headed over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp and are supporting me over there. Uh, that would be Solo Something, Orange Thunder, John Eisenmenger, Bowser, and Abigail13. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>